Welcome to the Haunted Hacker Podcast number February.2, second podcast in February. And tonight we have a really interesting guest who is one of the top influencers in cybersecurity, as well as LinkedIn, top 1% in LinkedIn, um, which is a pretty big accomplishment. Uh, And he has a lot of stuff going on, a lot of interesting stuff that that I've been watching for a while, and uh, hopefully he can share that with you and, and tell you what it's all about. Before we get started, I'll do a little bit of uh, news and housekeeping. Um, I will be speaking in May in Frankfurt at the um, Cloud Security Conference Summit in Frankfurt, Germany. I'll be speaking for ICE fairly soon. Um, I possibly will be on the Hacker Hunter or Hunter Hacker docuseries soon. Uh, so I'll look forward to that. Uh, a lot of good stuff going on. Um, so without further ado, and my cat may jump in here and have a few words to say at some point, I'm sure. Uh, but without, without further ado, Ken, it's awesome to have you on the podcast. Um, I know you're a busy man and you know you have a lot of people to influence and just a phenomenal uh, career. So why don't you introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got to where you're at. Yeah, sounds good. Thanks again, Mike, for having me on. And just a real quick tip for anyone out there with cats, because I have one. You give it a, the, the secret before you go on any podcast, give it a can of wet food or some kind of treat or some catnip, and you'll be good to go for at least a period of time. They'll, they'll wake up eventually and come right. meow at you. Uh, so Ken Underhill, for those that are maybe listening or watching or whatnot and don't know who I am, I started out actually uh, many years ago as a nurse and medic. I did pediatric nursing for a number of years, helping little kiddos out. Uh, did healthcare IT for a while, was kind of networking, network security, moved into cyber or what we call is cybersecurity is a buzzword these days. But uh, InfoSec back in the ancient days when uh, Mike and I were young, uh, we, we called it that essentially. And uh, eventually ended up doing pen testing uh, several years back. And it's probably been, uh, I don't know, six, seven, eight years, maybe longer. I started creating courses. Uh, out there ac- across the web, trying to help other people uh, learn different cyber topics, et cetera. So I uh, did that. Uh, that's where a lot of people know me from. I've had, I mean, millions and millions of people have taken my stuff over the years. These days, I have a, a television show of all things. I mean, because why not? Uh, so I have a television show called Cyber Life uh, on there. I bring on different guests, kind of like Mike does on his uh, wonderful podcast that we all love and enjoy. Uh, kissing up a little there. But anyways, so I do have a, I do have a TV show and, it, and it's a great place to uh, to really give people a voice that's not blocked by any algorithms or anything like that, and uh, really try to get more people interested in cyber. You know, especially the youthful youthful generation they don't typically care about all this you know security stuff. It's more of what can I get when can I get the latest app and you know, how can I download TikTok and all these things that are stealing my data. So uh, so really shows around that and with that particular company there's a lot of other things that are involved in there, consulting, et cetera. Um, also recently co-founded a company. I don't think I share the name quite yet. Uh, we're still working on some things, but uh, that company is focused on cybersecurity in the spell, space realm. So wow, uh, should be should be interesting. May fulfill my dream of actually having a spaceship. You never know. So we'll see what happens there. But that's, that's, that's me in a nutshell, I guess, a short version of things. I uh, grew up very poor. I think many people also will see that on social media. Occasionally I'll share a story about Growing up, grew up in a rundown trailer, uh, like literally no money, lived off the land, uh, unfortunately, in certain situations. Um, So I'm one of those people that grew up tough, like a lot of people out there. I'm not the only one, obviously. And, you know, as long as you keep pushing through, stay focused, you'll you'll make it to whatever your goals are in life. Yeah, and that that comes with a lot of gratitude, too, I'm sure. Um, oh yeah i tell you what man dude dude just taking a just taking a warm shower i'm like oh this is great oh, exactly gosh. exactly <laughs> i I, th- I thought it was really shocking when i was stuck in europe for uh those years and it was like you take for granted all the things that that make you who you are and, and all the luxuries that you had when it's all gone um so yeah like the tv show i, I think that's really cool like i haven't even thought about that like that level and the idea of space and cybersecurity. Um, so I, I've had, I, I know you know Max Justice. I've had him on the show. And I'm infatuated with space, space exploration, the possibility of, of other life forms, um, you know, the, the recent discovery of 
something giving off signals that are not what we're used to, that astronomers are used to seeing, um, that type of stuff. Uh, but yeah, like the, the stuff you do for kids, I think is amazing. Um, and that's one of the things that, that drives me is getting kids involved and engaged, but not so much on the technical side, um, because I already have that, right? Um, you know, two-year-olds are walking around with iPads now, but more of, I guess, informing them about the potential threat, um, you know, with kids on the internet now and, and with technology as easy as it is to obtain, um, it opens up, you know, the family environment for some severe threats. Uh, what, what is your thought on that? And, and how do you see it? Do you, do you see it as still that huge threat? Or do you think maybe, you know, getting the word out and stuff like that is actually helping mitigate some of that threat to the children? I think you've got a mixture, right? You have people that, yes, they are aware of things, but they still do it. <laughs> like, oh, like, yeah. Whatever. They're yeah. going to, they're going to do whatever. Uh, the threat's still there. It's not going away. And for those that don't know some of the threats, I mean, obviously grown adults being attracted to children and we won't dive into that too much, but yeah. that's one of the major threats. There's, I mean, there's cyber professionals that their children are, are targeted, you know, and I, I think the, yes, we can give awareness. Yes, we can, you know, do things like that. At the end of the day, uh, there has to be ownership, you know, at the parent parental level, as well as on the individual young person to say, hey, I shouldn't do those things. I mean, I knew growing up, we didn't have all this technology growing up, by the way. Right. Uh, there really it was not, uh, I, I knew people, some people listening will see that stuff in museums of what we used to do with, but, uh, but there wasn't all this, but you still knew like, oh, that, that creepy person in the van, I shouldn't go towards, right? Just because they right. have free candy. And it's the same way online. Like you, you just, you have to take another, put another barrier in place with it online because it's so easy for these types of individuals that are have a malicious nature in their mind it's so easy for them to, to touch, reach out and touch you and it's in ways that we often will say oh well somebody messaging you well that's not the only way someone can track you through your social media apps or the other apps you're using on your phone and you may say oh well it's a good example is a scott augenbaum uh, who's who came on my show a former fbi agent for a long time seen a lot of things, a lot of bad things too. And uh, one of his uh, friend's kids, or I think it actually was one of his children had like an app on their phone that allowed them to see location of all their friends. And mm -hmm. so they could, you know, go hang out or whatever like that. But the, you know, the kid, even though Scott, you know, speaking all the time on this, this kid still hadn't realized like, oh, someone like can track you somebody right. that's not your friend can track you and, you know, and potentially, you know, do some harm to you with kidnapping or, or, you know, something worse, um, even though kidnapping is bad, but there's, right. there's worse things in life. I Much worse. Yeah. Um, so, you know, things like that, like, even though there's awareness, it's just like a perpetual thing. And I think one challenge we, we see nowadays, especially people are so freaking burned out, man. Like yeah. it's just nonstop. And I, and I've actually spoken to, to some young women and they're in the gosh, I feel old now. Cause they're, they're like early twenties. I'm like, these young women, these young whippersnappers, but, <laughs> um, but th they don't care because they, they use all these social media apps. And when I speak to them, like, hey, are you aware of that? Like, yeah, but whatever, you know, yeah. like they're good. My data is already out there. I don't care. It's not a big deal. I'm like, but what if someone grabs your one-year-old right. and traffics them? Like, that's i mean to me that's a big deal they're like yeah that could happen but you know i always look around and like that if five guys are bum rushing you to take your one-year-old you're not going to stop them unless you have a firearm if you're well trained and even then that's a you know a hit and miss if you might be able to do so it's just you know people are it's just a, it's a very complex problem right i guess is the way i'm i'm, I'm going to say it because people are just it's so saturated on them, they've started to kind of pivot away. It'd be like, you know, back in the day, your parents are like, don't go, don't like drink underage, which I'm not right. going to admit to you on a recording that that may or may not have happened. But your parents are like, don't drink underage. And so if they're protect, perpetually saying that to you. At some point, most of us are going to be like, take a sip of that beer real quick. See what this is all about, right? Yeah. It's kind of in a similar fashion. People are so saturated these days that it's just... Their just mind is like, whatever, I want happy thoughts, right? I want to focus on the happy things, not all this other chaos of the world, especially, I mean, with the pandemic and all these things going on. Um, I will say that one, I don't know, I guess one measure of success or one minor 
successful thing I've, I've been able to do is leveraging candy of all things, which I know dentists out there are screaming right now as they're listening to this, like, no, don't eat candy, eat fruit or eat carrots or whatever. But the reality is most people eat candy or they have at least, you know, as a child. And so candy is something that with children, especially even young people in their teens and twenties and thirties. And, and I, I'm not going to say how old I am now, but uh, people in the younger, younger realm of things, as well as all the way up to, you know, people in their hundreds, whatever, or 100 plus, uh, not hundreds. That'd be really old. That'd but, be awesome. <laughs> it would be awesome. Yeah, possibly, you know, it depends on what condition your body's in, but candy is a universal language. It's a, mm-hmm. it's a language that in the military, I was able to leverage candy all over the world. Uh, in a number of cases to get intelligence that otherwise we wouldn't have been able to get because of simple candy. So candy is something that I have leveraged successfully in like kind of teaching kids about some of the dangers. I'm like, okay, look, you got your candy. If this bad guy over here is able to track you down, they're going to steal all your candy. Do you want them to steal your candy? Oh, no, no, no. Okay. Well, if we take off location services on your, on this app and turn it off, then that helps protect against the bad guy taking your candy. Okay, that makes sense. And that type of thing makes sense to a four-year-old, right? right? And yes, they take teenagers and things like that, but also little, little kids are taken. And, you know, you, to, to, to explain to them, if you start talking about firewalls and they're going to be like, mom's on crack, right? Yeah. But if you start talking candy, that's something they actually care about in, in most cases. And, and it's a simple way to, to get it across. Is it perfect? No, but it is one of those methods I've used uh, successfully in the past. Yeah, it's kind of su- a long-winded answer for you, Mike. But. Well, that's okay. Um, you'd be surprised how many adults, though, don't know the risk that they carry in their hand with cell phones. Um, I, did a t- I did a talk in Oklahoma City uh, late last year and did a talk on Android hacking. And I showed how I was able to remotely get into an Android phone and pull for geolocation every 10 seconds. So literally tracking somebody live on the phone while I have their webcam activated, while I have their microphone activated, while I've downloaded their, their whole contact list, their SMSs, their phone calls. And the people were shocked. And I'm like, okay, the, the computer that you're holding in your hand is more powerful than the computer that first took Apollo to the moon. So, I mean, the computing power is insane. Uh, and there's a lot of features that people don't understand. And there's such a risk. Uh, and I just uh, developed a new exploit for Android. Um, I haven't released it yet. Uh, working with a couple of people to talk about maybe letting the government have it first um, and maybe letting the government bury it because it's pretty bad. Uh, but people don't understand the risk. And with kids and technology, uh, a lot of parents, especially during pandemic, and I've done talks over this, I don't know how many times in the last year, is that an iPad or a cell phone is not a babysitter. It's not something that you can just hand the kids and expect that, you know, you don't have to be a parent. Um, But unfortunately there are a lot of parents out there that do that and their kids are getting involved in things or being subjected to things that we don't want them involved with. Uh, And really there's no way to get around that unless the parents start to understand the risk. Um, so you have that, that gap between the parents' knowledge and the kids' uh, knowledge of the devices and definitely the parents' gap of knowledge on what can be done with that device in a negative way. Uh, and I, I thought it was really interesting. You brought out the fact that, you know, candy helped you get intelligence around the world. I worked in intelligence in the military as well. I worked in SIGINT, a little bit different, um, but same concept, really. And I guess back in the day, one of the quickest ways to get someone's password was with a Snickers bar. Um, I can't remember who did the study, but there was a hacker that did the study. And out of, I think it was out of a hundred people, most of them would give them their password if he offered them a candy bar. So definitely relevant. Um, Your background really like interests me, Um, mainly because of the fact that I look at cyber and i look at computer systems and networks the same way a doctor would look at the human body and really it works the same way um you know you have your central processing unit your brain you have the, the arteries which are your ethernet cables that carry the data um so for a lot of medical professionals i think it's a, a pretty easy transition into what we do um and I, i'm more interested to hear about your, your life in the military can you go into that a little bit more or is that something that uh, 
you can't talk about. <laughs> People will come in suits. Um, <laughs> right? It's just not something I, 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 I do talk about. Uh, I was a medic for a number of years in special operations. And then I, I gotcha. transitioned um, as I got out to a nursing career. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, because, you know, it's not, not a ton of jobs out there for, Hey, I can pick someone off from X number of <laughs> yards with a rifle. Right. Uh, but there was, you know, where I grew up in the small town, there were nursing jobs. And I was like, okay, well, that, I mean, that's, you know, that's a job I can do that I feel comfortable doing with my skill set. Uh, ended up, I mean, I hated working with adults as a nurse. Mm. I, I literally, cause I started out in uh, cardiology, electrophysiology. Really? And I, I was like, I, I love that part. I hate the people that are complaining like adults are whiners for those that don't have children. Like adults whine a lot more than kids. Uh, all, all adults, just about everyone, except for Mike and I, we're the only people that never do, but everyone else uh, whines. And I got so frustrated, right. You know, and part of it was me, but I got frustrated because you have all these whiny adults that still go out and eat the, the freaking, I don't know if I can curse on here, but the freaking cheeseburger again, <laughs> right. You're, you're still eating the damn cheeseburgers, but you come in and complaining to me. Right. Like I'm supposed to fix it with electronics. No, 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 no. It doesn't work that way. So I moved from that to the pediatrics. Kids are great. It was, it felt, that was very rewarding. You know, say, you know, many times I actually saved children's lives as a pediatric nurse. And, and for me, there was nothing more rewarding than that. And then like kids are amazing because like you literally just about died mm-hmm. and now you're playing a video game. Oh yeah, for and sure. Like it's like five minutes later, you're playing a video, like nothing happened. And I'm still freaking out, like watching you, you know, making sure nothing's going on. It was fantastic. But uh, adults, like they stubbed their toe, like, oh my God, the world's, you know, the world's I'm dying. I'm dying. Yeah, you know, it's, it's, uh, yeah. Different, different worlds, you know, ch- ch- the way children think versus adults. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and it's funny that, that you're in electrophysiology because I have a connection with that, but I'm on the patient side of it. Um, okay. I have a pacemaker, so I had a lot of electrical issues with WPW and, and stuff like that, um, that electrophysiology helped and, and cured, not really cured, but helped me live longer, I guess. Right. Um, so yeah, I think a lot, and I see a lot of professionals moving from medical to cyber. And I don't think it's not only just the technology side of medicine today that kind of relates, but also the willingness to help people and, and to give back. I, I think that drives a lot of health professionals to get into cybersecurity because they know that that's a major need. Um, and with the, the pandemic, I can't imagine the stress and, and what goes on in the minds of health professionals. Like, I, I don't know if I could do that job. I was, um, I, I'll tell you this, uh, about a, I think it was, yeah, 2019, I retired my nursing license. So right before the pandemic hit, I retired. I hadn't, I hadn't practiced you know, in, in a long time, but right. I, I'm glad I retired that. So I, I, there was no risk of like, Hey, you're a nurse. You should come in. No, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. Um, I will say, you know, to your, to your mention of, you know, the willingness to help. I, th- I think that's why we see, you know, healthcare professionals, uh, former LE, LEOs, former military, you know, all these, I mean, social workers, et cetera. You know, that's, uh, that's why we see all those types of individuals, they want to give back. They want to help. They want to, you know, make the world a better place, you know, even in a small way that, that they, you know, they can contribute. Uh, and I think that's we, why we see so many of those individuals. I mean, there's so many people. In, and for those listening to this are like, oh, I'm, I'm from whatever background. I cannot do cyber. Yes, you can. Because like, I, I mean, I know a magician, <laughs> like a magician. Did you like a, make yourself appear in cyber? But no, they actually, you know, went through and like, you know, did, did the things. But I mean, that you've got psychologists, you got, um, uh, auto mechanics, uh, Gabby, I can't think of her. Oh my gosh. Forgive me, Gabby. Uh, last name starts with an H. I, I, I she's on I'm the same. media. You'll find her. Yeah. yeah. Gabby is phenomenal for those that don't know her. You, and you'll find her. You'll find her. Are you speaking about Gab smash? Help, helpful. Yeah. Yeah. Gabs. Yeah. Gabs. Yeah. Yeah. Wonderful. Um, I actually, I, I've known her for a number of years. And, uh, when I went to black hat, uh, now it's, wow. Now it's been almost three years at uh, mm-hmm. black Cat before all the you know, the before pandemic, so we call it BP and then, mm. you know, AP uh, after pandemic. But uh, back when we could go in person without all these restrictions in place, I was at Black Hat and I actually got to sit down with her and chat with her for a bit. Uh, and uh, a lot of met a lot of people at Black Hat. A good, uh, good time. People were hunting me at Black Hat. I wasn't sure at first how to, how to really? take that. Uh, it was a good thing. It ended up being a good thing. But I was like, why are all these people looking for me? Like, I'm just Ken. Like, I didn't, you know, but uh, I guess, I guess some people like me. I don't know. 
but I, I think, you know, going back to the point of the healthcare thing, I think that's why we see a number of people getting into it is really trying to, trying to give back. Uh, many, there's many people that have been victims of like identity theft. Um, I myself, but that wasn't my motivating factor. Uh, I, I actually, real quick, I, I went in, I went back to, I worked IT long, long ago before the military briefly. Mm-hmm. And then I went back into it after uh, nursing, mostly because when I was working at a nurse at this place, I absolutely despised the IT team. I hated them. They were the worst morons in the world. And what I found is that I was like doing their job because everyone would come to me because I was actually like helping them. Yeah, strange concept, by the way. And I was like, well, why am I, you know, like I'm working as a nurse getting paid this, you know, and at the time, you know, I was like, oh, IT pays this and I'm making like this. Come on. It's a no brainer. Yeah. You know, I'm gonna go back into that. So, um, so that was my motivation, but other people have a motivation, you know, where they might've been victims or, mm-hmm. you know, they want to do the noble thing or whatever like that. Mine was pretty selfish. I just didn't like two guys. And uh, I, I leveraged that to get back in. So. Yeah. On the reverse side, um, it's funny because when, when I was in the hospital, I have a tendency to reset my own IV pumps and, and mess with the technology and make sure that you're that guy. Yeah. Yeah. That guy. So the nurses, nurses would hear the alarms going off. And next thing you know, it was quiet. And they're like, did you just reset your pump? And I'm like, yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, technology is everywhere. And the funny thing is like, it's not really funny, but the, the thing that I think is driving cybersecurity right now is the pandemic. Um, we're in a situation now where we're forced to include the family environment and the home environment into our architecture and the cybersecurity risk uh, threat scape. Uh, and it's, I mean, it's bad. You know, the VPNs were attacked. You know, we're seeing a lot more ransomware. Um, it's just constant. And I think we're going to see a lot more professionals leaving their industries to come into cybersecurity. My cat wants to make a, a cameo. Yeah, I saw the, I saw the whispers. Yeah. I was like, oh, it's about to happen. <laughs> yeah. So he's been asleep for hours. Oh no. And... Well, that's, that's how it works, Mike. Right. Like yeah. my, I, you know, I mentioned the trick with the cat. My cat's now looking at me like, oh, he's on a podcast. All right. Yeah. Oh, and it's every time it's every time I'm on the podcast and he wants to jump up and put his hands over everything. Okay. Um, but he's a main coon. So he's like really questioning things. So, uh, but yeah, so LinkedIn, that's how I became, um, I guess, exposed to who you were and, and what you were doing. And I was like, how does this guy get to be the one, the 1% influencer in LinkedIn? How did that happen? Like, t- tell me the, this, the series of events that brought you from coming into the industry to being one of the industry's top influencers. Yeah, well, first off, I didn't know I was top 1% until you actually mentioned it today. I don't, I don't look at that stuff. So I actually had a LinkedIn many years ago, and like I did it all wrong, right? I listened to all the gurus, so I just added like everyone under the sun, and I was like, why doesn't anyone watch my post? And I deleted it because I was like, this is a distraction. And then about, I think a year or two later, I like created another one. I was like, okay, like my only focus here is to like help, right? You know, share, share knowledge and whatever like that. And that, I mean, that's what I've just been doing. I mean, I've got the online courses. So that drives a lot of people to, to stalking me, if you will, on LinkedIn. Um, I get a ton of requests. I think I have over a thousand like connection requests to go through. So by the way, if you're listening out there and you're like, I want to send this guy a request, send a message. So like you actually, like I quickly scan and say, oh, who's this person? If you just send me like a blank request, I think you're a bot. So I have to take the time to you know investigate and all those things. That takes a long time. That's why there's a thousand plus bots or people, whatever, uh, waiting for me to accept their thing. So just send a quick message like, hey, heard you on Mike's show or whatever. So I know you're real. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I had no intent. Uh, I know there are people that like their their whole goal is build up their LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. Now I'll sell you how to build up your LinkedIn. I'm like, okay, whatever. I don't, yeah. I don't get all that. I mean, I think I've got, I don't know what, 20 or 24,000 or, or something followers and whatever. I mean, like 14, 15,000 connections. Who, who knows? I, I don't, I really don't. I honestly do not track those metrics. Yeah. I guess I should, because now I can be like, I'm 1%. <laughs> um, I'm just a regular guy. I, I really am. I'm a regular guy that grew up very, very poor in a trailer that had no shot at college until some teacher randomly recommended him for some scholarship program at a community college he had never heard of before that saved me from going down a very bad path in life. Of course, I skirted that path for a little bit, like most young men. Um, but eventually I got my act together and, and, and here I am, you know, with the LinkedIn thing, it's just giving back. It's just, 
I, I, I don't, I don't post like on a regular schedule, I guess. Like some people are like, you got to post Monday and Friday and, you know, 2 PM and all that. I, I don't do all that. Like if I have a thought in my mind of something like the, the recent post I get, I think it's got around 30,000 um, people seeing it or whatever right awesome. now, but, or viewers or whatever. But that one where I posted a picture of a trailer, not the one I grew up in, because that's been long you know, destroyed, but a really right. run down one that actually looked pretty nice compared to, compared to what I grew up in. Right. But I did that post and that was off the top of my head. Right. So a lot of my posts are just, I'm thinking about something, yep. doing something else that I should actually be focused on. But instead I think of something in my head. I'm like, Oh, I should go post that over on LinkedIn or whatever. And um, what I found with that, you know, and I think this is a good segue into maybe a discussion on mental health. Mm-hmm. What I found with that is a lot of people actually have reached out to me. Um, I've had, I mean, probably at least, probably at least 200 or so mm-hmm. over the years, I would say just via LinkedIn mentioning that some post I did, which I guess you would call motivational, some post I did or a funny post or whatever uh, that actually kept them alive like they, they like they were contemplating suicide they hopped in right. or they got an alert on linkedin or whatever on their phone they're like oh oh ha, cat meme or whatever mm-hmm. uh, and, it, and it brightened their day enough to keep them going and it's very interesting um and why i want to talk about mental health is you know a lot of we've lost a number of people in the industry and mm-hmm. also um i've lost a number of people uh, very very close to me um as well as you know some, some other people um, that i'm close to their families recently uh, one of those, you know, made, made the media or whatever. But um, I think it's important because cyber as a career, regardless of of what you do, is going to be extremely stressful. And many of us ex-military, we suffer from PTSD, and you have to learn how to adjust. You know, unless you want to take the pills from the VA, you learn how to how to adjust on your own, and that's a journey in itself. And and you know, honestly, you know, I, I myself struggle. You know, on on a you know. Uh, especially prior to meeting my wife, I struggled on a daily basis with uh, suicidal thoughts uh, just about every single day. Um, I, you know, several times put a pistol in my mouth and said, all right, let's just do it. And something was always like, no, you know, and this is, this is before I got on, you know, LinkedIn and, you know, all these, all these things or whatever. Um, you know, I kept going, eventually met my spouse and she's very, uh, she's very supportive of me and she's helped significantly. She doesn't even know to the level uh, that she's helped me with that. Uh, but, you know, the other thing that keeps me going is when I, uh, when I see someone or when someone sends me like that, thank you, like I'll, I'll get a random thank you from people. And I'm like, okay, someone still needs me, right? You know, there's someone else still out there. Um, a, a story I share, um, I think pretty frequently or not so much frequently anymore, but when I created my very first online course, it wasn't cyber. It was a very basic health course. You know, what are vitamins? What are minerals? You know, like, like stuff you can watch a YouTube video and get or whatever. Um, and I was terrible, by, by the way, at the time of like filming and editing. It was like the ugliest looking course in the world. And there's so much hate mail, man. There's so much, so many jerks. Yep. Just like, you're a, you're an asshole. You should burn in hell. You know, all these things. I'm like, well, thanks for the motivational speech. Yeah. <laughs> but like, there was one guy though, that uh, reached out random message. Like I literally was about to take the course down. I was like, screw all of you go to hell. You know, I'm never going to help people again. And this one guy named Miguel reached out. I forget where I can, I wish I could remember where he's at. Cause I would love to, I think it was saying something. I don't know, but he reached out and he said, thank you. And, you know, he's saying, thank you so much. Your course was fantastic. Uh, and he shared a story and apparently six months prior to when he sent me that message about six months prior, mm-hmm. he had been in the hospital, just had a liver transplant, wow. you know, alcohol and all these things going on right in his life. Right. And, and from the hospital de- bed, the doctors came in and said, look, man, you got basically six months or less. You're going to die. Your body's rejecting the liver. You got no shot. Right. Wow. Uh, in his mind, he's like, well, crap. Right. Essentially, I'm kind of paraphrasing for him, but crap. My daughter's graduating in about six months from high school. I want to see her walk across the stage. So he decided to go online, you know, searching around, trying to health stuff. Whatever, you know, a lot of those sites are confusing as hell. I'm a former nurse and medic. I go on sites like WebMD. I'm like, what the hell is all this? I don't understand all this. And I understand the words. I'm like, they're just trying to make money. This is, that's all this is. They're just trying to throw a lot of terminology out there to charge you more. That's all doctors do. I'm just kidding. Doctors out there. Please please don't cut me up. But anyways, back to Miguel. So he, you know, search online, whatever. And then, uh, you know, he closed the laptop from what he tells me or what he told me out of uh, frustration. He's like, you know, screw it. There's no way I can do this. And something in his gut just said one more time, just do one more search. And somehow he found my course on uh, one of these many platforms out there. And, and you know, it was a free course. I wasn't charging anybody, uh, thankfully, because I'm sure there have been a lot more hate mail if I charged for it. But he, he found the course. He, you know, watched it. It all made sense to him of, you know, how to eat healthier, you know, things like that. 
the applied it, which is the most important thing that 99% of people don't do. Don't do. Yep. <laughs> Just apply it. And, uh, and so, you know, long story short, he was able to watch his daughter uh, graduate high school, walk across the stage. Mm-hmm. And he sent me that, uh, you know, that message right after, you know, when they got home or whatever, and he got settled. Um, and that kept me going all these years. That literally, that message right there is a reason why I kept going all these yeah. years. That's the only reason I keep helping people. And yes, all the other thank yous are great and stuff like that. But going back to that one from many years ago, from some guy that I never have ever met in my life, never have a, had a call with him or anything. He could have been, it could have been a, a fake soccer puppet account with a name Miguel. He could have been Steven or something. I don't know. Could have been Sarah. I have no mm-hmm. idea. It could have been a woman, but in any event, you know, I, I impacted somebody and like, that was, um, it's kind of like when, when people are wanting to do pen testing, right. And they, they right. get that first box. Like they're, they're usually like, if you're going to be a pen tester, you get hooked. You're like, yeah, I'm it's drug. I'm crazy. <laughs> yeah. So kind of the same way, right. Like I got hooked with, uh, in a sense, helping people mm-hmm. and, you know, sharing my knowledge and things like that. And, and, you know, you, you deal with, and, and anyone that tells you they don't deal with imposter syndrome, especially at a, oh, at a yeah. high level is, is a flat out liar. And they, and if, and if they're still telling you, they don't deal with that, send them my way. I'll tell them a liar. They're yeah. a liar to their face, but I still deal with that. For those out there dealing with imposter syndrome, I still deal with that every single day. In fact, when I create courses, even I feel like in a total imposter. And then what happens though, is people will take the course and be like, Oh my God, it's the greatest thing ever. And I, and I have to take a pause to myself and be like, Oh yeah, it is, isn't it? Right. So you're always going to deal with imposter syndrome is the other thing I'll say, you know, because people have such a tendency to compare themselves, right? With to other people. Yeah. yeah. And even on social media, right? Like you see all these people getting <laughs> LinkedIn's terrible because you're you what you see this and you're like, shit, man, I'm not doing anything with my life. Like you even you're like, God, I'm not even doing this, right? You see people getting 97 certs and you know, 46 college degrees and you know, all these things and they're taking selfies from, you know, Bermuda or whatever. I don't know. Hopefully not the Bermuda triangle. Yeah. But like, you're, you're like, come on, man. Like, like who does all this? And people do do it, but burnout is a real thing. Oh, burnout yeah. is a real thing. Burnout. There's a lot of, um, uh, I think it's called functioning depression. I didn't even realize that till, mm-hmm. till, um, you know, someone I really respect recently that lost their family member, um, tragically, you know, suicide, um, until they mentioned that term, I hadn't heard it. And I was like, shit. I mean, I've been a functioning depression dude for years. Like I didn't even realize the terminology because I've never been, you know, officially diagnosed because I refuse because then I'll just get pills and I'm not going to take your pills. Makes it all better. (laughs) Yeah. right. I refuse to take your pills. I don't even take vitamins. I'm like, let me just eat broccoli and stuff. Like, why would I I only take a vitamin? Just let me eat healthier. Come on. Simple. Smooth. Um, but long story short, I mean, mental health is important. It, it's sometimes a, uh, a topic that people don't want to talk about. Uh, there's a lot of uh, narcotic and alcohol abuse in the industry. Like I'm oh, just going to say yeah. it, there's yeah. a ton of it. And, and I want you to know if you're someone that listening to this right now that has issues like that, understand you're not alone. And, and the other thing I'll say is don't hesitate to reach out for help. Even if it's just talking, I found oftentimes in life, it's easier to talk to like a total stranger Mm-hmm. than it is to talk to someone you know right because a stranger is just going to listen they're going to listen they're going to listen to you. that's why you know they got hotlines and stuff right for doing mm-hmm. hotlines and stuff the listen to you they're not going to be like well what about this or that you know you should have did this should have did that they're just going to shut up and listen to you and oftentimes just talking about it a little bit uh especially as a man like there's a cliche like your mental health you should you know oh, you gotta be a tough manly man uh, listen i i'm a tough manly man i can assure you from my service record i'm a tough man, manly man cool i still talk about mental health i still i mean i, I still I'm human big, yeah still human i'm not a crier so i don't i don't cry now beyonce songs get to you <laughs> but aside from that you know not i'm not a crier it's just me naturally though, right i'm just not right. naturally a crier some people are and that's yeah. totally fine as as you know as male female mm. however you, you know we're not binary here so however you gender identify it's okay to cry. It's okay to let out that human emotion side. You don't have to be a robot, even though you work in tech, you don't want to be a robot. Um, But the biggest thing I want anyone listening to take away from this is, is there is help out there. A lot of organizations, there's a lot of people that all you have to do is ask because I don't know what's going on in Mike's head right now. Right. He could be like this damn cat, you know, that might be what he's thinking. (laughs) Yeah. Right. So I, I have no idea, but if he reached out to me and say, Hey man, I'm having a rough week dude, let's get on a call. I don't care if it's midnight. Like we're going to yep. figure out a time that works. 
get on that call. Let's just talk through it. You know, sometimes it's just talking through it with someone else that that's been through some, some stuff in their life mm-hmm. that helps you, you know, understand things, you know? So yeah, last year, was a, a, last year was a tough year. Um, I, oh yeah. I know that we probably have a lot of uh, mutual connections. I lost three people in the industry last year to suicide. Mm-hmm. One, I had absolutely no clue. Um, he had talked to me like, when I got back to the States, I was in a really bad place. Um, I've been overseas and kind of exiled from my own country for a couple of years, got back and had nothing, had no job, had no place to live, had nothing. Um, and I was in a really low spot trying to figure out where's my place in life. Do I, do I go back to what I was doing and speaking and, and cyber and all that good stuff? Or do I just quit? You know? And I, I was just like, really like at that, at that point where, I felt like I had no value and I felt like I had lost everything, like completely everything. And which wasn't the case. All I had to do was reach out and get back on the networks and and connect with the people that I normally connect with in order to see that that wasn't gone. But in my mind, um, a situation like that can take it over. Uh, And so I reached out and this guy reached out to me from Austin, Texas, and he was former military as well. And kind of helped me through it and, you know, gave me that, that motivation to be like, you know, I can do this, you know, you, you can lose everything and come back. Um, and what was sad was after helping me out through that, he went through the same thing, but he didn't reach out and ended up committing suicide. Um, and that was really hard to take because here was a guy that, that helped me through probably the worst time of my life, but it, it nobody could reach out to him because nobody knew. Uh, and I felt kind of robbed in a way. I felt like, I felt like I should have been able to try to help, but I had no idea. Um, and you never want to pry, you know, because you don't know if, if what the situation is and, and from the external view, everything looked fine. Everything looked great. And as men, I think, I think we have a tendency to do that. I think when we're struggling up here, we focus even more on making this look like everything's great. Everything's fine. Yep. Um, but yeah, it's, it's definitely a poison in our industry. I think depression and stuff like that, because I th- and another thing I think that leads up to it is the people in our industry and what we do um, requires some, sometimes uh, a different type of brain um, that may be wired just a little bit different um, and may not work as well in social situations as most people's. Um, and there's a lot of self-doubt. There's a lot of, like you say, imposter syndrome, which I deal with daily. Um, and I was just talking about earlier. I was like, you know, I look at where I've been and I look at things on LinkedIn. I look at the videos and I look at the, the conferences I spoke at and I'm like, why do people want to hear what I have to say? You know, it, am I really qualified to, to, to tell these people how to look at things? Um, and, but I think that our mind is a very complex object. It's, it's more like a computer, like a, a CPU. Um, and when things start going awry, if you don't reach out, that firmware is going to get fucked and you need somebody to help you reboot that. Um, so yeah, I definitely stress, like you said, you know, if people are listening that, that are dealing with that in the industry. A lot of us have been through it and have like really struggled. So reach out stuff so yeah one you know i think one one other thing i'll just kind of you know tack onto that a little bit because i maybe may or may not be appropriate we'll see but uh, i think you mentioned it when you're you're looking at kind of okay here's these videos and things that i've done of conferences and things like that i think oftentimes and i'm i'm the same way like i i mean i've on paper right people people see the novel of ken they're like holy shit like this dude right? He's done all these it's things. Impressive. Uh, yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, you know, but for me, I'm still just Ken, right? I'm yeah. still Ken that, you know, and not to associate myself with, you know, like living in a trailer, but like, I, I'm still Ken that is this literally the same guy growing up. It's just now people seem to want to hang with me back then. Oh, you're poor, <laughs> you, you scum, you know, all these things. Right. Now, now it's like, oh, it's, you know, he's, he's, he's like one of the popular kids, whatever. Um, it, it's tough, you know, and I, I do the same thing. Like I, I, I don't, like 
I mean, I, I, I have a lot, a lot of friends that like, if I name drop, they are literally celebrities that people like, Oh my God. Right. Right. You have access to them. Can you give me an autograph? That's usually the first question. But like, for me, it's, I've never, um, I guess it's kind of weird because I I've never had that mindset and this is going kind of, this will all make sense hopefully in a minute. If not, it's total confusion right. and that's okay. Chaos. <laughs> but I've never had the mindset of like, oh, wow, look at all of these, you know, people or these compliments, you know, like I've never like registered my mind like that of like, oh, wow, look at this. Right. Like, it, you know, with celebrities or, or, you know, whom have you, I'm always just like, cool. Hey, how you doing, Mike? Right. Um, right. And I'm the same way about myself. Like, I mean, all the things I've accomplished, I'm just like, hey, how y'all doing? Right. And people, the reason I bring that up is because I think a lot of times we don't we don't take a minute to love ourselves. Right. You know, we don't, you know, I have like, I, I have, well, I started like an, I love me book back in the military, but then I'd like, I don't know where I ever put that thing, <laughs> but I do have kind of an, I love me stuff around here. I kind of put things in a pile, if you will. <clears throat> so for all the like organized people out there, they're going to be freaking out. Oh my God, a pile of stuff. Ah. But it's a pile of assorted things, but it's like different accomplishments, right. You know, like trademarks and you know, these things that I've done myself without, attorneys and all like my patent stuff and all all, right. all these different things right you know but it but for me i had to force myself is is one thing i'm saying gonna say here for those that are out there that are doing a lot of things and, and you don't register it like myself or mike you're kind of like why the hell are people caring what i have to say you, you have to force yourself to look at the things and just kind of take a pause and that might be once a week might be it could be a daily thing depending on what you need it could be once a year or something but i typically do it just whenever i feel like i need it I just take a pause and I say, okay, kid called trailer trash all the damn time. Let me look through this pile. Oh my gosh. Look at what this kid has done just so far in his life. And he, he's got a lot of life left. That's one kick-ass kid right there, you know? And of course now I'm a grown man, but if I shave, I look like I'm 12 still. So it's all good. But, you know, I I think, you know, for those out there that are kind of facing a similar struggle, right. Where you're just kind of like, what the hell, why do people care about me? I'm just, you know, I'm just Mike, I'm just Ken, whatever. I think you have to force it upon yourself in a way and just say, okay, here's, I mean, it could just be a collage of pictures of things you've done or whatever, but just like, you got to take that pause mentally and say, "I, I started here in life and now I'm here. And these are all the things I've done and just really pat yourself on the back, man. You got to be selfish. That that's the other thing I'm, I've started in 2022. I am a selfish bastard this year. I'll tell you that right now, man, I'm a selfish bastard. Not saying I'm not going to help people, but like I started totally, uh, totally cutting away all sorts of time. Like I'm very selective. I'm like, you know, podcasts and things I go on these days because I'm like, I just, do, I, I unfortunately just don't have enough time for Ken. Well, I appreciate you made time for this one. Well, dude, dude, you said Mike, Mike invited me all of you. And I was like, oh my God, I, I, I threw the cat in the trash. It's like, get out of here. I got, I got to get this done. Um, but you know, I'm just more mindful of, of my time. Cause I'm like, look, uh, and, and it's usually like when I lose a close friend to suicide thing, I, I you know, of course right. I reflect and it's, you're like, shit, life's short. Uh, mm-hmm. So for me, I made a commitment cause I, you know, I I'm involved in a lot of things. So I mean, I've started really, carving things back I closed down on a couple companies you know sold off you know things and and you know and I did that because I was planning for 2022 to not be like a lazy year but more of you know like let me get my life back so to speak right let me let me just slow down it's okay to slow down it's okay for me not to go get 900 certs because I personally don't give a crap about certifications or college degrees (laughs) I I only did it because I had army money to use that's why I got, you know, the West, the, the masters of Western governors and the undergrad and stuff like that. I had no, there was, I wasn't one of these people like, let me get a master's in cyber and try to get a job in cyber. Right. I was just like, let me get this degree. Cause I've got money to spend. And if I don't spend it, then it's kind of lost. And I government, definitely government put in the work it. to get it. So yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. They got enough for me. They still owe me a paycheck for my yeah. last paycheck. But anyways, oh, ouch. whatever. I let it go. I was like, I could, I could, you know, you could spend the money to try to get that or you just move on with life. And I'm like, right. I had a good time and a lot of good people, some things I didn't like, but now I'm, I'm still alive and I can yep. go live my life. Whereas, you know, very, very close friends of mine can't do that. So let me go Absolutely. live my life for them. Uh, but really in 2022, I, I'm, I'm taking a Ken, you know, I'm, I'm being selfish and I encourage everyone listening to this to be selfish. There's no reason why you cannot take some time to yourself while you, while you can't take an extra year to get the cert or put your college degree on pause for a year or something like that. 
Like, there's no reason why you can't do that stuff. There's no reason why you can't take a break from a cyber career, right? If you're working right now, been in for 10 years, dude, freaking do something else for six months or a year. Explore something else. Exactly. I'll tell you what, Mike, man, I, uh, video editing, which I oh, hated, dude, dude. I, hated it. I hated it for years, but, but man, let me tell you now, like yesterday, I spent like hours yesterday, like last night, just listening to like a cartoon, like different sounds. I was like, I wonder how I can use this and that. And they, like, I love it, man. It allows me to be creative. So now I'm like exploring it, but like just a, even just a year ago, I was like, screw video editing. Let me find yep. someone good. I never could find anyone good to do it. So I had to do it myself. But, but now it's a relaxation for me. It's very therapeutic nice. actually, you know? Nice. So what I'm saying with that is for those out there is find something that's, that's very therapeutic for you. Um, the other thing I do is combatives, which most people wouldn't find that therapeutic. They're like, but, they, uh, but I, I find it very therapeutic. Uh, you know, working out is therapeutic mm -hmm. for me, you know, hitting the weights and stuff like that. Uh, even just sitting outside in a freaking chair and just sitting in the breeze and battling, you know, the, the 12 foot long mosquitoes in Texas. Mm -hmm. I mean, things like that are just, you know, the, the simple things in life. I'm a very simple guy. You know, I don't have, you know, I'm, I, I have means these days, whereas, you know, growing up, I didn't, but I don't have Ferraris and all that crap i don't have a big old mansion i like I, I, I that's not me right some people right. that is them right that's their i gotta have those things i, I don't give a crap give me like a a, a freaking rock in the middle of the of the woods and i'll sit down and i'll be right. chilling all yep. day long so what i long long-winded long-winded thing sometimes i go on on tangents but long-winded way of saying for anyone out there listening to this find something that you actually enjoy it doesn't have to be freaking cyber doesn't have to be tech uh, and, and enjoy it. I mean, I, I'm an avid reader. I do not like digital books. I hate audiobooks. Uh, if, if like, I love a paperback, uh, yeah, to, a book, you know, book. yeah, too much to, to my wife. I have to do a cleansing every, like every so often. Cause I get, I have so many shelves and so many books. And if I buy new ones and if they stack up and, you know, of course I have a spouse and she doesn't like, you know, clutter and you know, all those things. So I, every so often I have to purge and like send them off to a library or whatever, but find something that you you genuinely enjoy and it may be something that you've never thought of like i never thought i would like video editing but i bought a course on using adobe premiere and i've taken a lot of courses by the way over the years on adobe premiere but like this one the instructor just made it so fun i was like oh that seems so cool yeah. and i like played around i'm like oh and i can do this and this and this and like and now it's a whole new world for me to, to do video editing and i and i want to get into uh, more of the 3d stuff and all these things that i pay you know adobe for the license for all these years. but <laughs> now, now yeah, yeah, gosh, yeah oh my god thanks adobe if you're listening lower your prices but um it's just a new it's a different thing right you know and many things in life i i didn't realize i would uh i would enjoy until i did them like even um even painting i want to get more into painting Mm -hmm. I know a lot of artists and uh, right now my painting is not the best. I used to um, actually, you know, the, the, uh, the num paint by numbers. Paint by number. Yeah, yeah. 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 I messed those all up. I screw them all the way up. Totally screw them up. And that's okay because you're allowed to do that, right? It's your artwork. You can, you can yep. do that. But eventually I want to get into more of that and stuff like that. So again, it doesn't have to be tech related. I, I, I see so many people like, oh, my hobby has got to be NFTs or something like, no, it, okay. Uh, if that's what you want. Great. But like, you don't have to it's okay if you want to do horseback riding freaking do it if you want to play the guitar freaking do it like you have to have an out though that's what i'll say that's one of the biggest lessons i've learned over the years you have to have some kind of an out that's preferably not technology I know yes that because yes. you got to get away from your damn phone <laughs> like sometimes i leave my phone in the other room forget it all day long people are blowing it up people are blowing up linkedin and stuff like that and i'm like mm. oh, it, was, it was so nice uh, I mean, you know, we remember back in the day before we all had a phone next to our Beeper, side, but we had beepers and that Ooh. was worse. <laughs> you know how many people abuse the 911 stuff on that? Oh I, didn't you hate that, man? Like yeah. you think it's urgent. You're calling, you're trying to put more quarters in the pay phone to, to call yeah. up and, and see. And of course they never answer right then. You're thinking something's going on. They're like, oh yeah, I just want to see, you know, uh, if you want to go out tonight for dinner, yep. dude, most I'm coming to your house in an hour. You could have. Could ask me that then. <laughs> so as far as like self-identity and and you know imposter syndrome and just dealing with being who you really are and not what people see, I think the the biggest eye-opening experience I've had lately is going to a social platform that I've never been on before, that nobody knows me. It's not related to technology at all. And getting on there and 
saying who I am, but they don't believe you. And that to me was, was the best thing in the world because I'm like, I don't have to be that person. I can be who I want to be, you know, and not have to worry about all that stuff. Um, but it was really eye-opening because nine times out of 10, you know, you get to a certain level, people don't believe who you are or how you got there. Um, and so it, it feeds into that imposter syndrome, but I think it's important to get away from technology, to get away from technology, build platforms just for a bit to, to, to get a, a taste of real life. Um, that, and I call it real life because it's a life that I'm not connected to as much anymore. Uh, because of all the things that I've taken on. And I, I think I'm on the precipice of, of what you're talking about as far as like investing in myself um, in 2022. Um, but I tell my analysts, and I tell everybody in industry is to learn something new every day. Try to do something you've never done before. And it doesn't have to be related to technology. Um, Alyssa Knight came to me last year and said, I want you to, to be a content writer. And I was like, I don't write. Like I barely graduated high school. Yes, I have tons of college credits, but I hate, I hate writing. Um, I love reading, but I hate writing. And she said, just give it a shot. And so she talked me through it. I learned Studio Binder, a platform I've never seen before, didn't understand it. Um, and I got to see things from a different point of view. And doing that, I mean, it really made me look at am I limiting myself to what I can potentially achieve based on who I think I need to be for other people? And I think that's a bad place to get to. I think that when you get to a certain level and people do look to you for advice or they, they look to you because of your leadership in a certain technology or a certain area, I think you start to lose a little bit of self. Um, and you want to give all of yourself to the people that, that are, you know, there's a demand for it. Um, so yeah, I, I think that the, the time I had to take off when I got back to the States because I had to start over again was really uh, therapeutic because it gave me a, a view of myself and a way to say, okay, yes, that those articles, those things, I've done that, but that's not me. You know, that's who I became and that's what I do for a living. But like you, I'm still that kid in Texas. And I'm still that kid who played high school football and, and, and did this and did that. But technology doesn't make me who I am. You know, experiences over a period of time makes you who you are and a little bit of your environment. But I don't think environment, um, to a certain extent, doesn't limit people. I mean, look at you and I. You know, we didn't come from blessed backgrounds. But with a little bit of tenacity and, and persistence, you know, I, I tell people there's certain things you have to have in cyber um, that other areas of, uh, I guess, professionals doesn't require or not as much. And one is persistence and the other one is tenacity. And the most important is the ability to say no and know when enough is enough. Um, because you can in this industry, you can definitely get wrapped up in working 24 seven and meeting deadlines. And the hardest thing for me to understand, and I still haven't mastered this yet, is turning things down. Um, if I have a, a company or a group, for instance, I did a talk in Sweden last week. And, you know, the timing, it, I was working, it was during the day, and I had to do this, this, this talk. Um, but I felt like, and I really enjoyed doing the talk, and I wanted, I would have done it regardless. But there are some times when someone calls me and says, hey, can you be up at three o'clock in the morning to speak in Singapore? And I do it because I feel like if I don't, I'm going to lose relevance. Um, and that, I think that's a really dangerous place to be sometimes um, because you do run yourself thin and ragged and loss of sleep and, and all that good stuff. Uh, but yeah, mental health is definitely important, but I, I try to pick uh, things to, to dive off into. I'm a big fan of art. You can't see them, but they're blurred out. Um, I went to art school before I was in cyber, did a lot of things before I was in cyber. I was a professional boxer. I, I dove off into art, um, but I picked up this new hobby and I, I, I made a mistake because I picked up 3D printing. And even though it's something like a maker, you know, it, it, I'm creating something, it's still technology and I'm still 
doing calculations. I'm still looking at ambient room temperatures and, and how the CPU is running. Just do yourself a favor, pick up hiking or, or, or you know, watercolor or painting or whatever. Um, but yeah, you definitely need a break. And as far as like video editing, dude, I envy you because I try to dive off into that with this podcast and just not happen. Like, I, I just can't do it. And so this podcast is probably one of the most amateur filmed podcasts, I guess, or, or, or content, not, not really content, but the way it looks and the aesthetics. Uh, and I was going to change. I was going to bring on an editor and, and all that good stuff. And someone told me, no, no, your podcast is important because it's real talk. It's not the, the corporate bullshit. You know, just let it evolve as it will. But I, I envy people who have like the really cool graphics and stuff. I'm like, man, one of these days I'm going to grow up and have a podcast like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's funny how easy the, the graphics actually are. Like once when you have a good teacher, right? Right. When you just have like, there's a lot of these kind of corporate, you know, trainings and stuff like that out there that like, you're just like, oh my God, why am I sitting through 10 hours? Of course, I just want to know how to do this one damn thing. And right. that's why I, so, I feel so fortunate to find the, the course I found because it's like, a five or 10 minute video. I learned how to do the one thing I'm looking to do. I don't have to look at any other parts of the course, but I do because I'm like, this is so fucking cool. Yeah. But like, I don't have to, because I found the thing, you know, I found the problem I, I need to solve. Um, I will say just, just kind of piggybacking off a lot of what you were saying there for those out there listening, go with the current mm -hmm. and regardless of your belief pattern, whatever, just keep in your mind, go with the current. So if you think about the ocean or, or any body, you know, river or whatever, um, actually, Think about riptides. Think about riptides. Well, yeah, riptides too. So some people may not know. <laughs> Let me tell you, I, I, I was dumb enough. Uh, so there was this river near where I grew up at. And I was uh, dumb enough as a very weak young lad, if you will, to, to jump right into it. And what I did is I tried to swim against the current at first, right? And so I was right. like literally about to drown. And uh, a friend's girlfriend like yelled out like, just go with the current. We'll meet you down. Mm -hmm. You know, It'll take you to the little whatever. Uh, and I just like let myself go. And it, it like, it, as soon as I stopped fighting, it was great. Cause it took me like right to, sh right to uh, a bank. It yep. was a little shallow and I could get right out again, but I would have died had I like kept fighting the current. So where I'm getting at with that is like, go with the current because right now you may be like, let me, I got to learn, you know, especially if you're trying to get inside where you're like, Oh, I got to get these certs. I got to get this degree, whatever, go with the current because sometimes your, your first job, it might be technical writing or something, right? Or it might be marketing for a cybersecurity company. It may not be like you're working in a sock or as a pen test or whatever. Yes, you may want to do that. That's great. That's noble. Let's be realistic. Sometimes you can't get that first job that you want to get because it's not the right job because you need to meet somebody else at that other company or in that other role and you know, just focus on cyber careers, you may need to meet somebody else there that then they propel you to the next level yep. that was much higher than the level you're trying to get at, right? So you never, just go with the current, you know, that's, the current will always show you the next direction to go. Too many people try to fight it because they know so much. Just literally let it go. You're, number one, your life will be semi less stressful. I'm not going to say it's not totally stressful. For short periods. <laughs> short period of time. But, but it, it just flow, it flows more naturally, right? Like the TV show, right? Like I was not, there was no thought in my head of ever having a television show ever in my entire life. I never, never, right? I, mean, I was like, whatever. I, I never, it never even crossed my mind as an option. But I knew from years ago from a mentor that said, follow the current, just go <clears> with the flow, essentially, right? Uh, that's a term for you youngins out there. We used to say, go with the flow. With now flow. they probably have some fancy whatever. Uh, and there's probably a YOLO. dance or something. YOLO. Yeah, yeah there you go. YOLO. Oh, gosh. We, won't even, we could spend hours on that alone. By the way, don't say YOLO and jump into people's property like at a gas station destroying it. That's not cool. That's not no. cool. Right? It takes a long time to... I, I, I worked briefly at a pharmacy uh, and, and I, I was actually... So there's a lot. We, I mean, dude, we could go for hours because I share a lot of stories. But I worked very briefly. And by briefly, I mean two weeks at a, at a pharmacy. I won't say the name. But... I, I worked there and I could never like, you, you would think it's so simple to stock a shelf, like, you know, and set up the little things or whatever. I forget what they called it, but like, I could not do that like fast or effective. Like I was that my brain didn't work like that. Right. So like it would take me hours to like, look at the di weird ass diagram they'd have. And I'd be like, is that three pegs up? Is that two? I don't understand. The boss would be coming yelling and stuff like that. I left there because they had a habit of like holding your first paycheck, like for three months. And they would release it. And I was like, the hell 
I don't work for free. So right. I left there, you know, sued them, all that stuff. Long story short, but, but uh, I don't know where the hell I was going with that. But you, you know what? I'll turn it into a lesson. You're not going to be good at everything in life. Go with the flow. That was something where I forced a job. I'll say that I yeah. forced, you know, getting that job when I should have went with the current and you know i would have flowed you know into a better path in life so i guess i'll, I'll spin that into a lesson look at that Inter- magic right there. interesting point about that so I, I mentioned riptides on the gulf coast especially in galveston more people die from not going with the flow of the riptide mm-hmm. and they fight the current and they drown but common sense says you don't fight the current you just drift with the riptide and then you can pull out and swim back um, but yeah, a lot of people fight that and they end up dying. Um, funny thing about first jobs, my very first technical job, which was not technical and it nearly ended my career, um, was working for a software support company in Houston called Software Support Inc. Me and Jason Street actually worked at the, the same building for the same company. He was a manager. I was a call, call center guy. Um, and the manager came over to me one day and said, uh, Mike, I, I think we have a, another job for you. I, I know this is really stressing you out, and I hear you putting people on hold and cussing them out. I, I don't think this is for you. And so they took me over to uh, SegaSoft, which was a gaming company, uh, another contract we had. And I became a beta tester for their games, looking for glitches and, and issues in the code. And I loved it. But sometimes the, the jobs you take don't necessarily turn out being your dream job or the job you necessarily want, but it's important because it tells you, it helps build the things that you know you don't want to be and helps you focus on where you might need to be. Um, and mentors are huge. I, you know, I've had such great mentors over my career. Um, I remember the first talk I gave in front of people and I was terrified and Chris Roberts was a keynote. And I was in a green room with Chris and I was pacing back and forth. And I was losing my mind. And he said, mate, what is wrong with you? I was like, I, I, I'm so nervous. Like, I, I can't do this. And he was like, dude, you'll be fine. Just go out there talk about what you know. They're here to hear what you have to say. And I got out there and the lights were distracting. And it was just really, it was tough at first, but then kind of ease into it. Um, and life is like that, you know, sometimes you, you get put into a new circumstance or a new job or a new position and it's very uncomfortable because it's not familiar, but if you have the right people around you and you look for that mentor and you look for those experiences to help you, I mean, you can adapt to pretty much any situation. I mean, you and I both know that from the military, not every situation is comfortable and, you know, easy breezy, you know, and sometimes you have to adapt pretty quickly, but you rely on the people around you to, to help you do that. Um, you have to have confidence in the people around you, but yeah, I mean, there's so many, so many life lessons in cybersecurity throughout my career. Um, and I'm sure yours too, as well, Ken, that, you know, you look back and you're just amazed, like, you know, I, I went through that to get here and the universe has a very infinite way of putting people where they need to be and not exactly where they want to be. Um, and it always works out in the end. Uh, it doesn't work out when you fight it. And that, that's one thing I found is your gut will tell you when things are not right for you. And that's when you need to make an adjustment. Uh, but yeah, like, it's been a fantastic conversation, Ken. And I'm sure we could go on for, for days. We, I feel like we have a lot more in common than what we know. Um, Texas, military, medical. I mean, I'd love to have you back on and we can dive into a lot more of, of, of all of that. Um, because this podcast isn't necessarily about technology it's about people and people's stories and, and kind of the idea of the podcast for me was have something to record with my friends uh, to leave back for the new generations coming in what it was like for us and what it was like coming into this industry before it was an in industry i'm sure you came into it at the pretty much the same time like it wasn't there was no cybersecurity. we had it guys and now there's a whole industry built around what we did um, and I think it's important to leave that legacy behind and leave some kind of documentation so that, you know, someone's having a hard time in their career, they're looking for that right position, you know, this type of, of documentation is fantastic in, in your TV show. I, you know, I'd love to sit in on that and watch how that happens. Like, I'm so intrigued by any kind of media content 
um, and development. And that's kind of what got, what got me into podcasting. But, you know, hey, everybody's podcasting. It's, you know, pandemic. Nobody's doing things face to face. So might as well give it a shot. And it literally was just going to be me talking to a camera and talking about technology. And that's all I aspired to do. And then we had people that wanted to watch as I recorded it. And it became what we have now is, you know, full-blown type of production, very amateur production. But, you know, I get to spend time with my friends. I get to meet new people. I learn something new every day. And I encourage everybody to do it. Uh, not necessarily podcasting, but learn something new every day and, and ask people, what's your story? How did you get to where you are? Um, because if you don't, it's going to make things a lot more complicated because you have to do it on your own. Um, but with other people's stories, you can take bits and pieces of it and build your own destiny. So with that, Ken, I'm going to ask you, do you have any questions for me or, or about the podcast or about the group or anything in general directed towards me or the group um, or any last thoughts before we go? You know, the, the typical questions, you know, what's your bank account info? Would just remind me again, you know, things like that. Uh, typical cyber questions. You know, I think final, final thought I'll just leave the audience with or those, those listening is you can do it. And just understand, depending on what goals, you know, you set in life, you may have to put in a lot of work, a lot of sacrifice it may take a long time. I mean, I didn't get to where I am in life overnight. There's a, I mean, I literally put in 20 plus hours every single day for a long, long time. It, it wasn't like I worked, you know, for five minutes and, you know, checked Facebook or, or you know, LinkedIn or, or whatever social media and like, Ooh, I'm the greatest. Nothing like that happened. There was no such thing as a four hour work week that that literally does not exist. It makes for a great book in sales and stuff. But the reality is that that does not exist in, in the real world. But as long as you put in the work, I mean, if depending on the goals you set and your goals are going to change, they're not going to be the same. They're going to keep changing. You know, my initial goals, even going in the military, there was two main reasons I went in. Number one, I was homeless, so I wanted a steady paycheck so I could not be homeless. Number two, girls. That was my focus back then, right? So money and girls, that was it. Obviously, that's changed, you know, the, you know, the, the, the aspects as you get, you know, later in life and things like that. But just understand, whatever you're going to do, you can do it. You have everything you need within you already. Like, there's nothing, there's nothing that I have that I've learned at, you know, university or anything like that. It's actually, I don't want to say it's never helped me, but like, it's, I've had everything already within me since day one, since I was a, you know, a little tiny kid, uh, I, as, as a baby, I, I came out with the umbilical cord around my neck. So I was actually dead for, I think it was like four or five minutes, whatever. So as a little baby dead, you know, in the hospital with a, this cord wrapped around my neck, you know, chucking me out, I still already had everything I needed in life to accomplish anything that I needed to. So I, for those out there listening, you're going to have everything you need. There's no course or, you know, courses and, and, you know, things like that, mentors, coaches that you maybe pay for, they help you accelerate things in some regard because you say, oh, okay, and it helps awaken something that's, that's already in you to, you know, to get you going there, but also life experience, you know, does that same thing in some capacity. So again, the thing I want the audience to, to just, you know, I guess maybe two points. Number one, you already have everything you need within you. And number two, flow with the current. Do not try to resist it. Just go with the current and you'll be just fine in life. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I appreciate it, Ken. And I look, look forward to more conversations with you and, and a friendship. And I, I really appreciate you being on the show. It's been a pleasure. Yeah. Thanks for having me, Mike. All right. Thanks. I'll see you guys next week.